I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. You do have some place to go on uh, the bottom line on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Jeff in for choice, who is on his way out to Fort Stockton for the uh, Friendship Boys basketball playoff game, which you will hear at 4.30 over on Double T 97.3. Sitting alongside Chris Need and uh, Clint Scott, Deo Sneeder, what is up? I know I did both. I wanted to see if you were paying attention. How you doing, Sneed? How you doing, Sneed? You're doing that well. He's doing fantastic, folks. You should see the look on his face. Hey, yo, Sneeder. What's up? What'd it do, y'all? It's legally binding to start with that. Or else legally you- binding? Yes. I, I missed that part in the contract. Well, I'm not going to respond. <laughs> Is that no, no, bad Jeffy? No, we're not going to go there. Bad Jeffy. Um, so you had a homework assignment last oh, week. Yeah. I I cannot tell you how pumped I am for the question I'm about to ask and the answer I'm about to get. Even if the answer is zero, doesn't matter what the answer is. I just I've been thinking about this all weekend. On Thursday, when we were together last, we were discussing that you would be hosting the watch party for the Texas Tech men's basketball game against Iowa State in Texas Live mm-hmm. at the ballpark in Arlington mm-hmm. with uh, getting ready for the Red Raiders to op- have the season opener on Friday. Mm-hmm. And we said to our listening audience a secret phrase that if they were to come up to you and tell you the secret phrase that they would get a fist pound, mm-hmm. and I imagine they would also get, you know, bro hug or whatever else ended up happening afterwards. But... The secret phrase was, all Sneeds are related. Mm-hmm. How many people came up to you, Sneed, and told you that all Sneeds are related? Three. Three! <laughs> Three. That's fantastic. One, one at Texas Live and two um, in the suite. Ooh. The suite, uh, we have fancy people listening. Uh, yeah, so Saturday, um, I was in the one of the suite, the, I guess the Pro Petro suite. They're... Uh, Hanging out with some folks up there, and uh, uh, somebody came in, and uh, and I introduced myself to the, <laughs> oh, my husband said to say, all Sneeds are related. And I, I gave her the up. fist bump. And then her husband came in, and he goes, hey, all Sneeds are related. And I duked <laughs> him up. And then uh, a guy at the, at the Friday pregame at Texas Live just walked by, because, hey, all Sneeds are related, kind of fist bumping as I was walking by. And then I got a text from uh, one of our listeners. Well, the text didn't count. They had to come I know. see I know. you because you can't do it. Te- I actually got the text on. Uh, I think the text happened on Thursday. We also got one like right after we mentioned it that yeah. someone had sent it to you. But got, the idea got, was that they had to find you. Uh, yeah. Good times. That's fantastic. So I, four. I was so excited for this number. Even again, even if the number had been zero, I was like, 
It's going to, my thought was it's either going to be like a hundred mm-hmm. or it's going to be like nobody. The funny thing about it is I'd <laughs> forgotten about it until it happened. <laughs> and I was like, and the, guy, the guy goes, yo, hey, Steve, all Steve's are related. And he's kind of, he's kind of duked me up when he walked by. He's got, I didn't like, get to introduce myself I don't know what I'm him. doing. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Like that he was well, ready for his and, prize. And I, just like, yeah, exactly. I just, he, was, he, he had his dukes up already. And I said, yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like. Oh, yeah, that was the thing we were doing. Yeah, I said, oh, yeah. Well, good deal. Uh, so the, the three people who are listening and uh, said all sneeze are related. It was four. It was four. Because we had the one text. Well, the one that they had to come from. And, and, and I I think it's, uh, I think it's one of our, our texters. Because as I recall, I duked them right back up. Oh, did you? On the text line even? Uh, no, it was on my. It was on on, on your line. text. It was on the sneeze line. Well, you guys got to watch some fun baseball eventually. Uh, I thought that all three games were 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 good uh, showings by the Red Raiders. They had one bad inning. Uh, they kind of fell apart in the eighth inning uh, against Tennessee. Um, after getting themselves back into that game, um, I think for a while pitched toe to toe with with Tennessee. Um, I mean, their guy that they threw out there on Friday, stud, uh, a real guy. That's a dude. Um, and you got your licks in on him, and uh, but for for about uh, for about two and two thirds, he was the dominant. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I mean, ninety-seven mile an hour sinker. I mean, just to, with run, and I mean, it was. I mean, it was filthy. I mean, he was sinker slider, uh, and he was he was basically ninety-two to ninety-seven um, all day. Um, Could put it where he wanted it. uh, Yeah, but now he was sinker slider, yes, and and with movement, but his his curveball was a minus pitch for him, and so I think that at one point he couldn't get his changeup. I mean, he couldn't. Well, his changeup either. He couldn't get his changeup or his curveball over, and you could just eliminate those two pitches, and when you could separate sliders and 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 uh, sinkers sinkers. And you can run into one. I mean, we got we were able to dink a few hits together to get a couple of runs. So, um, and you know, I mean, he, you, I mean, I'm sure pitch count got to him, but anything else? Well, sure. And it's but, also first game of the yeah, season. Yeah, first game all, of the season. All of the things that go into Frank's going to take care of guys aren't as much <clears> as anybody. So, um, but those guys were they threw three guys this weekend that were rolling 97 on the regular. I mean, they've been 96, 97 guys. And that's they 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 ran three real dudes out there. OU pitched toe to toe with them. I was think it was was Brennan Gurton that threw Saturday for them, I believe. And Jamie they Hill. Do, no, I believe I, did I not do look. believe uh, Brennan Gurton threw for them Saturday. Threw well. Um, they go one to one into the tenth, and and an OU gets a I believe it was a walk off granny, I believe. Um, good for them. Um, then they walk off uh, Nebraska in the game right before Tech uh, yesterday, so uh, uh, Tech goes two and one. OU Everybody goes, there went two and one. Uh, not everyone. Baylor didn't go two well, and one. Baylor didn't. Go. Baylor went zero and three. Zero and three. But everybody um, else and went then Nebraska two and one. went one and two. And you know the funny thing was you know so Oklahoma, they uh, they get the walk off seven to six win over over uh, Nebraska. And they play this right before us, so we're watching the end of this game. And they they come from behind. They're down. They're down six to five. They get the tying run, or it was they're down seven to six. They or six to five, whatever it was. They get it tied. 
mm-hmm. and they get the winning run to third base, and they and they get a they get a base knock, win it, and yeah, they come from behind to win that game. And the only thing, I mean, I'm not poo pooing their win, but I'm going to poo poo their celebration. I mean, they celebrated okay. like they were about to get a trophy after that. I mean, I've seen World Series celebrations that weren't as extended or elongated as that one was. I was like, you just, I mean, I get it. It's a walk-off win. I get it. And maybe it's exciting. Celebrate for a second. Jump around. Maybe throw some ice. Then go to your locker room, man. I mean, these guys carried that thing all the way, almost to the center field fence, jumping around, piling this guy. And I was like, you just walked off the second worst team here, man. You didn't even note the uh, locker room celebration. I mean, they had goggles in there, just tanks full of beer I and mean, champagne. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I shouldn't, I sound like, I mean. Fun sucker is what you sound like. I just like fun. I mean, uh, they're exuberant. They, they got a big win, but I was like, okay, it's a walk-off win. Good, come from behind and get it. Two runs in the night. You know, I hope they run but, out to center field every win of the year. Well, if you do that every win of the year, but I mean, okay, great. But, geez. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like if, if – now, I could see it. You do it at the Tennessee the night before. I'm sure they did. I'm sure, sure. they did. I mean, it was freaking Nebraska, man. I mean <laughs> – <laughs> like, I mean, and we're not talking about you know your late '90s, early 2000s in Nebraska either. That is Chris Neen here on the bottom line on 100.7 The Score, bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Thirty-four minutes with Chris Snead here on the bottom line of 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Jeff in for choice, who's on his way to Fort Stockton for the Friendship Boys basketball playoff round number one. 430 pre, uh, 4.30 tip-off over on Double T 97.3 if you want a chance to check that out. So a short edition of Tech Talk today, but a possible early late tech talk depending on how long that friendship game lasts so mm. if you really want to torture clint you want a very very fast game for the boys game because then he's going to come back and do like a 20 minute show i'm looking at if it's anything like the girls first round that was incredible it was like uh that was an hour I'm, i i don't know what the timeout count was but i don't think it was more than two called from either coach and i think five fouls in the game and I wasn't sitting there like, oh, there should have been more fouls called or anything like that. I think it was that clean of a game. Incredible. So find out tonight on Double T 97.3 if Clint has to do a second portion of Tech Talk today. Is uh, Gus going to be on with you for the second portion, depending on how long it is? If I can get a hold of him. <laughs> See, that might be the hard part of finding out who your partner is. All things that you will find out over on Double T 97.3. High School Fan Zone coming up tonight at 6 here on 100.7. The scores, uh, schools from Coronado, coaches, excuse me, from Coronado, Estacado, Lubbock High, and Monterey coming in to discuss their teams. Now, Sneed. Yes. Questions off the chat line. You may or may not have an answer to. Who's going to pitch the next two games? Maybe I don't know. I don't today? know. I, I thought. Uh, <laughs> Is that a good question, too? Yeah, I, I thought uh, our reliever yesterday was going to throw at least one of these games. Um, I don't know. 
I don't know the answer to that. I, probably you, bullpen tomorrow. Um, I would probably bet. It, it, see, remember I told you last week, I said every time I think I've got, you know, Tadlock figured out. He does something different. It, they do something that's just like, okay, I didn't see that coming. I, I, um, I thought um, we would see somebody that we saw through yesterday. Um, so, I don't know. I, one of these days is going to be a bullpen day. You're going to see a guy, and it's most likely. I would think if you're gonna if you're gonna try to win one of those games, it's probably going to be the Oregon State one. I think sure. you're gonna try to win both of them. I mean, but, but I there's think, there's I think, a try, and then there's do your put your best step forward. Yeah. Try. They're gonna just, the effort will be there. Yeah. Who's They're not throwing me out. There who's gonna do it? I don't know. It won't be me. That that we know. It won't be Brandon Sanders. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and this, then this comment going back to the Lady Raider basketball team. It's hard for me to argue with this. We're not good at dribbling and passing. We seem to have gotten worse. I think there's a lot of truth to that statement. And both statements or just the, the second one? Both statements. Yeah. I, I Like you, I wish I had the answer. I wish I knew what one thing you could say or do other than... Uh, look at the transfer portal in the off season, and then just attack it like you were attacking food mm-hmm. when you haven't eaten in three days. Yeah, like that's the only answer I have at this point. Yeah. Um. Now that I got the roster up. <laughs> Sorry, I was, no, I was trying to go for. I mean, uh, guys, you didn't see this weekend: Trenton Parish, um, Carson Preeb, um, Tabor Fast. Um, Owen Washburn, who's still listed as a pitcher. <laughs> um, Zach Erdman, I think I, I think Erdman has a chance to. Um, but I, I would have thought. I mean, I, I was trying to pull his name. I, I thought Huffling was going to be a guy we um, we saw, but we saw him pitch yesterday, and I'm not a bad line right there. I mean, six hits, seven Ks. You know, so not bad. Uh, then there's some guys we haven't seen, like Hudson Luce, uh, Brendan Lysick. I think Lysick has a chance to be one of those guys you might see tomorrow. Um, and some guys like uh, Brady Trombello. Some of these guys that are probably going to – guys that may not be part of the mix as much later on because they usually settle down to about an eight, nine-man um, staff of, of guys that they really trust. So, um, you know, which gets them, you know, three three weekend starters, a midweek guy, a second midweek guy, and then uh, um, four to five relievers. So probably maybe like nine to ten guys that you really, really trust. You're probably going to see. I mean, and you got a, you got a pretty good feel for that. The guys you saw multiple times over the weekend, I mean, you saw, um, you saw Sanders and you saw Bridges, uh, Ryan Free, uh, Hare. Um, you saw him. It's your hair, however we say it. Um, and he's a boy. I tell you what, good looking. He he didn't look like the moment was too big for him. It's good to see that out of him because I think they're going to count on him a lot this year. So, um, there's a lot of options for them. I do think one's going to be kind of a kind of an all staff day, which probably the UTA game. Probably try to spread that out about three or four guys, and then you know. 
I don't know. I, it's it's hard for me to predict what they'd say. I'd say, yeah, I'll probably throw Lysak on on Wednesday, and it's some guy you you have no idea. <laughs> you know, um, I wouldn't be shocked to see Tabor Fast start that game uh, against Oregon State. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, that's an interesting thought. I think I can get behind that as uh, we roll through the Red Raider baseball weekend. You know, it was also interesting for the for the weekend. When was the last time you saw uh, all three starts by the same catcher in a weekend? It's been a moment. It's been a moment since we did that. I don't imagine that that's going to hold true. On I Tuesday. don't think it will either. But it's, after it's, three days and then. Let him DH one, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the last time you saw that is probably a, a, a time when it was necessity. You just didn't have – it was a, such a drop-off that you just couldn't, couldn't afford to put the guy back there. So, but, I mean – Either offensively or defensively. Yeah, I mean – and the other thing that's good, I mean, I mean, I don't know that uh, Bazell was feeling 100% all weekend from an – you know, just – Say like the sniffles. <laughs> yeah. Sniffles suck. Yeah. I think we all can agree on that. Um, what'd you like from the basketball team on uh, Saturday? I like that they they fought back. They clawed their way back into that game. Um, I'll tell you this. McCaslin can coach his tail off, man. Because that team down 14 at half. And, you know, to be down 14 only at half. Iowa, Iowa State had several opportunities to run away and hide in that game. And Tech just never let them get too far out of sight. I mean, I think they got down 21 at one point, and they just kept chipping away and chipping away. And they and I, and I think eventually they just clocked, just ran out on them. But those guys continued to fight, continued to fight. They fought through turnovers. They, they fought, through, fought through – I mean, I'd say just – Warren Washington not playing, I mean, there's four or five, maybe six rebounds that he just gets. I mean, there was there was times when you'd see the ball just come down casually and two Red Raiders look at each other like, and here comes an Iowa State guy flying in there. I mean, they yeah. crashed so hard. The fact that you turned the ball over a ton, you, you didn't get hardly a single offensive rebound, and, and – you got out hustled to even a lot of offensive boards on the opposite end. Six offensive rebounds, yeah. twenty-eight defensive rebounds for the yeah. Red Raiders on the day. Iowa State, eleven offensive rebounds, yeah. twenty-four defensive yeah. rebounds. It just seemed like they were just beating you to everything in the first half. Now oh, they sure. clean they second cleaned half. that up in the second half a little bit, and you started seeing. Um, I mean, and part of that's the way the ball bounces to you, but. Rebounding is about desire and effort. It really is. And sometimes height when you're seven foot tall doesn't hurt. No, that makes life a lot easier yeah. when you are uh, closer to the basketball when it's at its peak. Big, big, huge. This is true. There. But the fact that they had all those things, you know, you don't have Warren Washington. You're turning the ball over. You're getting out rebounded. Your 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 sharpshooter is 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 off the mark, and 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 McMillan seemed to be hesitant to shoot. Kerwin Walton stepped it up, and you know, I would say to Joe Toussaint, "Hey, dude, I love you, man, but you can't just go to the floor every time you get a little contact. They have they have shown over and over and over they are not going to call that. You got away with that a lot in in non conference. 
that is just not going to fly now anymore. And now you're deep into conference play, and then it's like, man, you got to bring a helmet. I do think you you got to spread that message past just him though. Uh, but he yeah, is, there's a lot. He is the chief. He is the chief uh, 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 offender. Yeah, that's there, the there's for. the word. You're you gotta, chief you, offender. You got to look to finish and not look for contact. Yeah. Coming up, we've got Kaylee's dailies Ooh. on the way, and then I've got a question for Sneed that Ooh. was proposed earlier today, and get his answer. It's the bottom line on 100.7. The score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. This is the Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Jeff McGuire in for Choice Woodman, who's on the road for the Friendship Boys basketball playoff run. Starting today, 4.30 over on Double T, 97.3. That is in Fort Stockton, so you know he had to leave like, you know, six hours ago it feels like. Or at least the way he tells it, he had to leave on Thursday to get there on time. But uh, that's okay, he will be on the broadcast and you can make fun of him at that point. We are now joined by the one and only Jamie Lent, who is still in Arlington with the Red Raider baseball team. And uh, Jamie, is this pre or post hike? as we sit right now? Uh, I would call it free, and uh, I would I, I would just say long walk, not really hike. Okay. So, like, yeah. 2.55, when the music bed hits, you're already ready to walk out the door and, and take a, a nice and drawable stroll. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay, so we will get there as fast as we can uh, because you are do a hike. And it's one of the few times in life you can do this, guys. I'm going to tell my boss to go take a hike at 255. That's going to be fun. Will you still well, yell "Hey, bear!" on this long walk just for the fun of it? I don't. I don't think so. Our good friend Dan in Dallas um, has suggested a couple of places for me to go, and um, I'm going to go there. And uh, and then he also suggested a pizza place. So whatever calories I burn uh, in this little walk of mine. I'm heading right to the uh, the pizza pub to uh, put it back on. You know that sounds like a, a good little uh, plan there. Like there there there's very little argument there in any way that you exercise so you eat pizza. I just eat the pizza yeah, and deal with the problems later. I'm, I'm literally going full circle and ending up back at the pizza place. Uh, so, uh, Jamie, obviously off with the Red Raider baseball team. How much of the basketball game before it started, before the baseball game started, did you get to take in on Saturday? Uh, probably about, I mean, almost all of it. I had some stuff to do in the middle of it, but I, I saw most of the game. What really stood out to you in this game uh, in a, like I said on Friday, probably a dozen times, that I had no good feelings about going into that game. Like uh, I, when we talked on the morning drive on Friday morning, I was like, this is a hide under the covers and, you know, have the TV on loud enough so I could hear it kind of bad feeling. Cause I was that worried about how you'd go into Ames and play the top 10 team in the country. And for the first half, it kind of played out that way a little bit, but then you clawed your way back through the second half and you put up 50 points in a half in a basketball game. I don't care what you're doing. Something's going right. It just stunk that you had to do that much of a digging to get yourself out of the hole. But also on top of the seeing Warren Washington not be able to play in this game, that was an absolute 
step, I don't say step backwards, but a negative thing added to it. And then you still end up with that kind of performance. Yeah. You know, I think I like you, Jeff, and maybe even more so had a terrible feeling about this game. Uh, You're coming off of Kansas where you're feeling, you know, really good about things. Um, You got an injured post. You're already, you know, undermanned as far as it goes with big man, you're going to a place Hilton that, you know, has been a house of horrors for you and uh, just felt like it was a perfect storm and this was was going to not go well. And when I see it's at 14, when, or when the scores, you're down 14 and a half time, I'm like, okay, this is kind of what I expected. This is going to end up at about an 18-point game or something like that. And I just continue to be really, really impressed with the way this team just – there's so much fight in this squad – um, they continue to battle. I mean, they're, they're undermanned underneath and they just battle, they fight They're you know, there was no give up, you know, in baseball, we talk about when you're playing in a blowout game, you know, not to give away at bats. Well, I feel like this basketball team's got a bunch of guys who don't give away minutes. You know, they're, they're just, I mean, Hey, there's game to be played. We're, we're going to make it close. And I never felt like, uh, tech, you know, was close enough to really put pressure on Iowa state or give myself hope that tech, was going to come away with a with a comeback victory but I, I just like the fact that you didn't go away and so you know i wouldn't say that any one player you know maybe robert jennings a little bit stood out more than anything else but i just i love the fight of this team and it makes them easy to root for yeah and when you look at uh, how these guys went out there you've got uh, Joe Tucson, who was obviously a leading scorer with 16 points, played 37 of the 40 minutes. You've got uh, Darren Williams playing 38, and then Chance McMillan playing 32. So that's three guys right there that were pretty much on the floor the entire game. I mean, that shows you how little depth that you had. Uh, and then you've got 28 from Robert Jennings, and then uh, Kern Walton at 25 for your your start rounding out your starters there. But it was just a continued dogfight when it had no business of being a dogfight at, at the end of the first half. Like they had every excuse to, to run away and hide, you know, crawl in a corner and just be like, Hey, we don't, we're shorthanded even more so than we thought we come into this game. We're facing a number 10 team on the road where no one's going to be upset. If we lose this game, you know, we're expected to get blown out of this game because of, you know, the rankings and how tough Iowa State has been playing at home and their undefeated streak. And no one would have been upset coming in today with a 14-point loss. Disappointed, but not upset. And they absolutely gave you every reason to think that if that game had been five minutes longer, maybe six minutes longer, you might have won that game. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. You definitely uh, were trending in the right direction, and it didn't look like you were you were going to pack it in anytime soon. But uh, need that fight to continue on Tuesday. And yeah, no doubt. No, it'll be interesting to see if Warren Washington is, is back in there. Um, and, uh, either way, there's a team that already beat you once and they're right there near you in the standing. So, uh, it's one you, you definitely desperately want to get. Oh, sure. And you and I both don't enjoy TCU at all. And in order to really succeed in this conference, you've got to take care of business at home. And you've already had a couple of losses, partially because of you being shorthanded at times, and also because you've also run into what is this this conference has become this year, where it's really anybody is can beat anybody on any given night. If you're playing at home, you can get the win. And if you're playing on the road, be ready for a dogfight, even if it's the number one team versus the number 14 team. 
because they're going to be bringing it. And that's going to help you in the tournament. And I'm speaking of the NCAA tournament at this point, as opposed to like Big 12 tournament. In the Big 12, man, that Big 12 tournament is just going to be a dogfight. I, I, <laughs> I don't know that I want you to make a long run in the Big 12 tournament because I see that only as pain on that you're inflicting on yourself. You remember the uh, the scene in Rocky where he's fighting Creed and, I mean, they're just at a certain point where they're just standing toe-to-toe and they're just wailing each other in the head and it doesn't feel like anybody's even trying to block punches and they're just bang, 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 just pounding each other in the head. Uh-huh. That's kind of what I That's kind of what I feel like the Big 12 tournament's going to look like. Yeah, I just hope that it's not the uh, Rocky Four, where he finally gets uh, the cut on his cheek and he says he bleeds. I don't want to see that. I I don't want to see anybody bleeding, especially if it's us in the Big 12 tournament, because the way this team is playing and and the gauntlet they have run through, I'm excited to see what happens in March for this Red Rider basketball Mm -hmm. team. Coming up. We do have more on the way, including a recap from Jamie on the baseball weekend and things that he saw in person and all the normal staples of the program. It is the bottom line on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. The bottom line on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Jeff, Jamie, and Clint hanging out with you on a Monday afternoon, keeping your workday going and getting you ready for Friendship Boys basketball playoff action tonight, 4.30 over on Double T 97.3, and the High School Fan Zone here at 6 o'clock on 100.7 The Score. All four Lubbock ISD schools coming in to discuss their programs tonight at 6 here on the score. This thought, excuse me, off the Yates Flooring Center chat line before we get to our Red Raider baseball conversation. Somebody's got to fix Pop's shot or uh, tell him not to take so many. Well, there's no question he's not shooting. Uh, he's not on fire right now when it comes to his shooting touch. Uh, he's such an important part of this team and his scoring ability. Um, it just, it kind of is what it is right now. Shooters got to shoot and they've got to shoot themselves out of it. So, you know, you're kind of hoping that he can find a way to, to get it going once again. And, you know, uh, again, he's, he's your guy, he's your dude. And you kind of live and die with him a little bit when it comes to scoring. And so, you know, other guys stepping up would, would be big, but there's no question him getting the shot going again would, would be massive for this team. And Pop isn't the first person ever to struggle when they play in Ames. Uh, we were talking about it last hour with Sneed that there are just some buildings where just the way the background view is that it makes your shot harder. And Ames appears to be one of those places that it's just a little off unless you shoot there a lot. And, you know, it could also be one of those times where Pop needs to just see one that goes in. Like, let his first shot go in and be like, oh, yeah, that's how that's supposed to be. And then everything is right as rain. Yeah, I, that, I mean, all that is fair. But I think if you go back to the last three or four games, you'll see that no matter which gym Pop's been playing and he's been struggling shooting the ball. Uh, switching gears to the Red Raider baseball team, you go two and one on the weekend. Drop a uh, really because of one inning 
uh, a game against a, a really good Tennessee team that, whoo, uh, nothing but respect for their starting pitcher on Friday, Jamie. I, I would, th- that's a dude. That, that I, I'd yeah. love to say something other than that, but I, no other words come to mind. And the reliever, both of them, both of them were were really really good. The starter Russell goes four and a third, gives up three hits and two runs, and. The reliever, Causey, who was a, a transfer portal guy who was a Friday night starter for Jacksonville State, comes to Tennessee and it's kind of their, you know, long relief guy. And, man, he was terrific. Four and two-thirds, two hits and no runs and struck out seven. So um, the 17 Ks combined between the two of them, uh, that was that was a really impressive night pitching for, for Tennessee. Um, yeah, no, and, and you got to look at the Red Raiders and some of that too. It, it didn't feel like Red Raiders were, were chasing and having struggles separating balls and strikes and all that good stuff. They just, uh, R- Russell had a really interesting delivery where it, there was deception in there. And Coach Tadlock talked about his guys, you know, having a hard time with his fastball and seeing it well and all those kind of things. So he was really good. Uh, just hate that it was the first game of the season and your offense just really could never got it going. Sure, but if you're going to have a, a bad offensive game like that, I'd rather be the first game than the last game, because the last game you could be playing in Omaha. You know, yeah, let's get fair. that. Let's get all the bad games out of the way now. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you don't have any good ones, you can't get to. Oh, Omaha. we're going to get to the good game. Like the the stack of good games just hasn't been used up yet. Although I will say, I feel like that the re- overall the whole weekend you got good baseball from the Red Raiders almost across the board. Uh, while the, the loss of Tennessee wasn't great and you had some bullpen issues throughout the course of the weekend a little bit, still, I I, I walk out of this weekend going, I like what we saw. Uh, you saw a bunch of guys battling. You saw a bunch of guys uh, on the offensive side really flourish in some positions that I wasn't necessarily expecting. And you scored 19 runs, and Gavin Cash had one hit. Like, yeah, if you had uh, you had told me before the weekend that three, four, and five would combine for five hits and drive in three runs, I would have told you the Red Raiders were going to go zero and three. Um, but it was other guys stepping up around them, which was great to see. Um, and it's hard to be too critical of Cade McGee when um, he doesn't get any hits, but he gets on base via the free pass six times in three games. So, so that's obviously doing some work, but guys like Damian Bravo and guys like Austin Green and and we we've, we've seen Austin have plenty of big moments for the Red Raiders so that that wasn't much of a shock and you know TJ Pompey hit near the bottom of the lineup he did great things for the Red Raiders as well but really Bravo Washburn really jumped out at you Tracer Lopez didn't hit for a high average but it felt like every hit he got was a big one so that that was that was nice to see as well and then you had two days where your bullpen was really, really good. And um, you had one day where the bullpen was not great, but luckily you scored enough runs to make up for it. Um, and one thing that it's going to go unnoticed, except by like baseball geeks like you and I, and I even texted you about this over the weekend too, that it actually felt like you had a chance to throw some runners out this weekend. And that, and that gives you some hope because it felt like last year, that they could, the opposing team, no matter who was out there on first base, could get to second whenever they wanted to. And throwing some guys out at second was nice to see and having a shot at it, even on some other throws that you didn't make it, but you you were in the neighborhood of it. You were in the vicinity of it. It, it looked like just a little bit better throw, like just a little bit better, or maybe a little faster throw or not as good of a jump 
you you had a lot more opportunities in that instance than it felt like you did all of last year. So that defensively speaking, that was really nice to see. Yeah, the three teams didn't run that much against the Red Raiders, and that was good to see. Probably a little bit of respect for Kevin Bazell there. He did throw out one base runner. I think there was only one wild pitch on the weekend for the Red Raiders, and that has a lot to do with your catcher as well, who's knocking down balls at the plate and keeping them there close so they can't pick up a free base. So uh, that that was that was something that was nice to see. Just didn't give away those extra bases. And were you surprised that Bazell caught all three games? You know, I figured just because, okay, normally I feel like on Saturday you're going to see Dylan Maxey, but, you know, I didn't, Bazell didn't have a great night on Friday night. He got a hit in his first at bat and then struck out looking three times in a row. And he and the home plate umpire were definitely sideways when that thing ended. And I felt like Coach Tadlock wouldn't want to give him his off day that next day. Um, even you know, and so he put him back out there and then played him again. It's also the first weekend of the season. And so it's not like Kevin Bazell is, is, is tired at this point. You had two more games coming up in the midweek and I would fully expect Dylan Maxey to catch one of those games. Um, you know, and, and Bazell probably to DH in that game, I would, I would guess, but, um, yeah, um, I I think Maxey will be in the mix playing, playing a bunch on Saturdays in the middle of big 12 uh, weekends, but uh, just this opening weekend, Coach Tadlock decided to go with Bazell. Uh, you mentioned uh, the midweeks that are coming up with UT Arlington and Oregon State uh, tomorrow and on Wednesday, respectively. Who's going to start these games? Because, <laughs> like, and I say this, I-, I was expecting to see one of your starters not play this weekend, and then he did. Yeah, I expected Huffling to be one of the starters, and there's part of me that thinks that the coaching staff was kind of feeling that same way, but you know, you get into a situation late in that game against Oregon, you know, I say late, you're, you know, your fifth, sixth inning, and this thing is just going back and forth and you're just hanging on to a lead by the hair on your chinny, chin, chin. And you're thinking to yourself, Hey, we got, we got to get somebody in there. You know, we're not going to worry about Wednesday on Sunday. We're going to worry about Sunday on Sunday. And, we got to get somebody in there that can hang a couple zeros for us and give us a chance to close this thing out and, and go to get, get a good win against an Oregon team that, you know, you'd like to think is going to be a postseason team. They were hosting super regional, a super regional last year. So um, you want to get that win. And, and so I think that's when they decided let's bring Max Huffling in and let him finish this thing out. And which he did, he pitched the last three innings was very good for you, giving up just one run and Cade seven. So I think that was a decision that was made in the middle of that game. So if you're asking me who to, who's going to start, I would I would not be surprised to see Trendon Parrish start one of these two games. I wouldn't be surprised to see Jacob Rogers back out there. Rogers pitched on Friday and had a bad one inning. So Rogers was a guy that started a bunch of games for you last year. So I think that's another option for starting this weekend or this uh, midweek. And so. Beyond that, I think you could end up seeing it could be one of those days where we see, you know, five, six guys that go in there for an inning or two to try to close this one out with a bunch of different guys. Johnny Allstaff starting on Tuesday. So uh, be excited to hear how that rolls tomorrow afternoon at 530 here on 100.7 The Score because we've got Texas Tech basketball versus TCU at the United Supermarkets Arena over on Double T 97.3. Jamie, uh, I've got good news for you. You don't have to come up with a question of the day today. 
We're okay, making good. we're making Clint do it. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. the bad news is that Clint could is asking us a question and he's got this evil look on his face. It's actually a two parter and it's all about pizza hikes. So get ready, <laughs> fellas. It's on the pizza way. Hike. On the bottom line at one hundred point seven the score. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is the Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score with Jeff filling in for the one and only uh, Choice Woodman. Sitting alongside Jamie Lint virtually, who is with the Texas Tech baseball team in Arlington as they have a day off today before taking on UT Arlington tomorrow. And uh, both these games, UT Arlington and Oregon State, are still at the ballpark, right? Correct. They are not at UT Arlington. So uh, you want to go to where the Rangers play. That's the the destination for the Red Raiders with uh, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, Jamie, are you ready for what Clint has in store for us? I don't know that I am, but let's find out with Jamie's question of the day. Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Brought to you by someone not named Jamie. All right, gentlemen and our fine listening audience. I actually do have a two-part question, um, but it, it is uh, fairly open, fairly straightforward, and fairly simple. First weekend for Red Raider baseball, who had the most encouraging performance and who had the most disappointing performance? And they can be disappointing and not expecting that for the rest of the season. We all know it's opening weekend, but pretty straightforward there. Most encouraging, most disappointing. Um. Okay, so this is going to sound bad uh, when I get to <laughs> the disappointing, but only because of my expectations going in were probably a little high. But uh, I, I didn't like what you got from your starter on Sunday. Um, and, and some of that is as expectations coming in, but also realizing that he's coming off an injury where he was out all season long. Um, and yeah, I was real. It's also the first game of the year. So you never want to push anybody, but I, I would have liked to have gotten more there from, uh, Jack Washburn, uh, on the disappointed side. I think we're going to get it. Uh, I don't think that's going to be like an issue every single game going forward. Still have high hopes, but if you were talking just an individual performance, that was a little disappointing. Um, I don't know that I couldn't be more impressed with what you got defensively almost across the board. Um, you, the Infield, outfield, I felt like the guys were making the plays they needed to play. Um, you, you're, you've got your catcher making the defensive throws. You had, as Jamie talked about him, uh, earlier, one pass ball on the weekend. There would be one pass ball a weekend, a game or an inning. It felt like last year. So massive improvement there. Wild pitch, wild pitch, not pass ball. Wild pitch. Okay, you had one of those yeah. this weekend that it it felt like that was going to be everywhere for the weekend last year. So huge improvement defensively for this team. Um, your freshman shortstop can flat out make it look smooth, and, and that's nice to see. So. Impressive on the defensive side. Little concerning with Washburn. But mainly because of me. Okay. Like, I expected better uh, than what what he gave. Okay. Like, it's it's okay. not like he gave bad. He, it was a terrible performance. I just wasn't expecting that. 
you almost could uh, answer this question. Um, eh, no, I don't really think you can. Uh, <laughs> I I was going to say you could almost answer the question with one negative, one positive with the Washburn family uh, because it was great to see Owen get off to a really good start to his season after getting off to a slow start last year and then getting hurt. Um, but um, he's not the guy I'm going to go with. And I'm also not going with Jack for disappointing. Uh, I think that Jack, uh, you know, he started strong. He, it's been a long time since he's pitched in a real game and he just kind of ran out of gas a little bit. Um, he's definitely a guy that's got to pitch ahead because he's not mowing people down with his fastball, but he's, he's, he does a great job of spotting that pitch. And uh, it's, it's more about accuracy than power more times than not. So, Anyway, I'm not going to – I think his performance was was solid. I wouldn't give it an A. I'd probably give it a – I don't know, about a solid B. So not bad, not good. Um, disappointment, I think I'm going to start with Zane Petty. Um, high hopes for him. Only goes two innings, and it was really a command issue. Just couldn't throw strikes. And that really wasn't his problem a season ago. Uh, and it wasn't something that we saw at the end of the season when he was pitching really well. So that would be the first guy that jumps out to me right there with him. Gavin Cash, just one hit and a couple of runs driven in on the weekend. I mean, that's a guy that's, you know, uh, up for the Golden Spikes Award for best player in college baseball. So you need you need more out of Gavin. But again, it's it's just one week uh, so or one weekend, I should say. So I'm not going to get too uh up or down about anything that i saw over the first week um as far as guys that that i'm most excited about or um that i I probably would start just because i didn't know what to expect out of him i'm gonna go with isaiah rhodes who i really liked coming out of the bullpen on friday night gave you two-thirds of an inning and and was really good um Josh Sanders would be another one. He was really good on Friday and just okay yesterday, but got the win yesterday. So I'm and I'm going to go with those two bullpen arms as guys that I, I was surprised with and was really pleased with, um, you know, after the first three games of the season. All right, Jamie gets the first point uh, to the second round. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, Wrong game. Wrong the, game. The Zoom window would have closed. Yeah, it, it, it would have. And then it would just be you and I for the next hour and a half. He would have <laughs> pretended like can't hit elect pro, pro, Zoom problems. Click. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I I had Gavin Cash. Um, and again, disappoint, disappointing, probably too harsh of a word because it's not like you have those expectations for anyone that you might select for that moving forward is a long season opening weekend. But Gavin Cash was mine. Um you know, Jamie talked about the Golden Spikes watch list and then just the the eye on him of not can he get, you know, 26 home runs and 80 whatever RBI again, but how close can he get? It's just a flat weekend for him to start things out. Sure, uh, sure. Uh, I think positive. Uh, I almost it's funny. I think you and I disagree, Jeff, because I was looking at Jack Washburn as one of the I mean, you're you're most solid start of the weekend out of the three and with the, that third spot being okay well who's going to get the first crack at the Sunday side and then him being coming back from an injury I was deciding between him uh and then I Jamie knows I'm on the huffling train I just am nothing um, wrong with that I am did you guys did you guys by any chance were you were you listening to the broadcast last night late in the game when he was pitching I was by chance 
Okay. Clint, were you? I was not. Chance? I wasn't listening. Okay. That it's allowed. I'm not I'm not not being critical. I am. I'll so, go to I'll go to my room. <laughs> okay. You guys you guys just have to picture this. All right. So Huffling is a oh man, he had me just cracked up. He is a he's kind of an emotional guy. You know? mm-hmm. I don't remember him playing with so much emotion against us last year. Okay. But this dude was fired up. I mean, he's a big guy, six nine, and he's he's physical. You know, just walking by him in the lobby, I'm like, that's a big dude. Okay. That's a ball player and, right there. Yeah. And he's, and you know, you see him walking around and you see him talking and that, whatever. I mean, this is a guy that was valedictorian at his high school. Okay. And not a small one. We're talking about Deer Creek. Okay. So this is a really smart guy. He's already got his degree. He's mild mannered and, and quiet and all the above. That's what I've seen from him so far. So he gets out there on the mound and he's, he, I mean, he's playing with a lot of emotion. He's mowing guys down left and right. And he was more emotional than any player we saw the, the whole weekend on the Red Raider sideline or Red Raider dugout on the field, whatever. And so he was bringing it and he was amped up and he was happy and excited to go. Well, he's, he's, um, you know, he's talking to his team, he's fired up and, you know, the new pitch comm system, um, you know, that they have, you know, they wear this earpiece where coach Gardner can tell him which pitch to throw or the pitching coach. Right? I did hear this. Yeah. And so, okay. <laughs> so he's not looking, you know, normally you see a pitcher look back at his catcher and he shakes off signs or whatever. Um, and you can see him nodding his head. Yes. Or shaking his head. No. And um, you know, and you understand there's a conversation going on between the two, even though they can't speak to each other. Right. Well now with coach Gardner in his ear, you know, or, or pitching coach, the way that's done now, and this is obviously done to, you know, speed up the game. It's just him talking straight to, to the pitcher and he can hear it. Well, he's not making eye contact with anybody and Huffling, who's already been really emotional out there is now shaking his head. Like, I mean, like big shakes, right? I mean, he looks like a certifiably crazy person out there. I mean, (laughs) it's what baseball does to us, Jamie. It makes us all just go a little bit crazy from time to time. And those kind of things happen. I got, I got to imagine the hitter was like, this guy's nuts. <laughs> but he's, he's nuts, but he's nuts for us. He, so it's allowed. He's six foot nine and all of it's crazy. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't remember any of that kind of side either at ACU. So I was thrilled to see that too. Just the entertainment value. Fantastic. It was, it was great. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.